Well, hello and welcome to this Christmassy, Christmas Eve edition, episode 153 of the Adoption Fostering Podcast with me, Scott Casson Rennie himself. Ho, 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 Santa's little helper. Yeah, I'll cut. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas has crept up on me this year. Has it really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, why do you say that? Why do you, why do you? Stroke your chin just, and ponder. I was just wondering if it's crept up or not. Like, my, I don't know. Why has it crept up on you? I don't know. It just feels like I've been working and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Christmas on Sunday. And then um, yeah. uh, really badly planned because normally we have a Christmas edition. This isn't well, This isn't a Christmas edition. This, they're not even going to pretend. This, we don't, you know, I'm not bothered. No. no, we haven't got Christmas jumpers or beard baubles or anything like that on, have we? No. Um, no. But, but we are going to have a, an end of the year kind of roundup, aren't we? We're going to have a review we of are. the year. So something well, we're kind different. of... Yeah, and we're we've we're kind of changed up a little bit this year as well, haven't we? So we've yeah. had the Queen's speech for the last five years, and obviously, God rest God her soul, her. she passed away. Um, and Too whilst soon. King's speech, well, yeah, I know, it, just a little bit. Um, the King's <laughs> speech might be a little bit too soon. And also, do you know what? Do you just move and change and keep on? Absolutely. You know? So let uh, let's do that and see what happens. Uh, yes, tradition is the living faith of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um. And the dead faith of the living. Anyway, so um, uh, we thought we'd do a little bit of a news roundup because lots and lots of interesting things have been going on. Lots of news bits that we've not not managed to catch up with, and some interesting thoughts. And I've had, I feel like this has been a really unusual year. I think there's lots of. <laughs> I think that's I mean, the under, understatement of the century. But yeah, go on. Spent Sorry, half I'm going to call me. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it'd be good to, we'll catch up with that sort of next year. I mean, the next episode, won't we? We'll sort of review that. I really like to unpick that. But um, we'll get our yeah. bit of halves on to do that and help us along. And maybe, Shh, uh, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Okay, it's a secret. And then, yeah. No, no, we're just not telling anybody. So then they don't listen. So it's all good. Shh. That's fair enough. We don't want to, we don't want to build their rule because they are very, um, <laughs> yeah, they're very precious individuals. But, um, I've got a few news items. I thought I thought would be good to reflect on Helen Hayes. But before we do that, um, I just thought, um, right, quick news item. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you some topics, and I want your hot takes. Like, like that's what they do, mm. isn't it? The hot takes. <clears throat> Scott Scott's hot takes. We should start hot a picture. Scott's hot takes. Oh yeah, um, that'd yeah. be quite good, wouldn't it? Scott's hot takes. I throw mm. you a subject, you catch it. Yeah. Throw it back at me, right? Okay. Here, first one. Uh, Saint Francis Children's Society has gone into administration. Scott's hot takes. Yes, Scott's hot takes. Well, I was I was actually really shocked to see that because um, there were a number of reasons, really, um, and specifically because I'd done a little bit of work with them um, a couple of years ago. I was planning on becoming one of their trustees. Um, Did you tell them that, or were you just planning? No, I just turned up and said, "Hi, I want to be a trustee." <laughs> no, I, I did it. Did everything, did my DBS and the whole jing bang, and um, it just didn't work in terms of dates um, and what have you. Um, in terms of their oh. meeting dates, they clashed. Um, I think it was actually, yes, it was. It was It was a year that we moved to Ireland. So for oh. me to go to their meetings, because bear in mind, things were all, always face-to-face then, weren't they? We didn't do the Zoom thing back then. Back in, back the, in day. the day. You know, 
Um, and um, yeah, and I couldn't make the the meeting dates because generally on a Monday I wouldn't have been available. So anyway, but that didn't happen. Um, but what was really interesting, I did go to, I assume as I've got an administration, I'm all right to say what I need to say, but I visited their offices and what I've been, got some background yeah. on their funding model and, you know, all that sort of stuff and very much you know, previously funded by the by the church, by the Catholic Church, yeah. Um, and obviously, when they when the law changed to allow same-sex couples, they were quite quick to adjust to that. Um, but it could no longer be part of the they? Catholic Church. Well, some yeah. church, I mean, some Catholics sort of yeah. like they just cut shut the doors. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, and and from what I remember, they had some property and stuff that you know and. Um, was you know was there if it needed you know some assets and what have you but um yeah so but i think mm. mainly really feel sorry for the families that you know yeah will no longer get the support that they were promised when they when you know when they became families um and yeah. yes obviously feel sorry for the people that worked there but you know they can go on and do other things um even if it's you know maybe takes them a couple of months but for the families that's that's the biggest issue yeah. um so yeah I mean, it's interesting because I think another shame. it is a shame. Um, I don't think this will be the last. Uh, if I mean, I don't know anything. No. I've got no inside information other than uh, I do have someone who goes to meetings at high-powered meetings and he messages me. A little bit odd, really. Um, secretly and says, we talked about this. You might want to talk about this on your podcast. It's all very secret squirrel. Um, do, you, why, do you know that? People email me all the time with information and go, you might want to talk about this. Yeah, well, you, this, wink, yeah, wink. But you are a bit of a... You are a bit of a, a a little squirrel stroke snitch, so that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build my role into something glamorous and and <laughs> interesting and windswept and mysterious, but you'd yeah, I'm just yeah. But you're always on the lookout for the next bit of news, aren't you? That's that is I your am, thing. Yeah. You, yeah. you you like being in the know, and um, I can guess. I I guess a lot of your contacts um, generally, but um, sometimes I I miss a few. But yeah. It's anyway, a fine line on. between contact and stalker, stalking them, isn't it? It's a, you know, if you don't. Yeah. yeah anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, so, our, our DFE contact says that all the time. So did the judge, the restraining order. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, so what they said to me was really interesting. They said there isn't a protocol for people who are sort of going through the process. So you might have got your stage one done in relation to adoption assessment. You might be halfway through your stage two. So you've got this huge... You've invested maybe three, four, five, six months in it, and then all of a sudden the agency mm. closes, and there is no sort of accepted or understood or kind of agreed protocol for then transferring that to another agency because people wouldn't maybe want to do that. That would, you know, I'd want to do that. I wouldn't yeah. want to start from scratch again. Um, or those families that are approved, and then they're sort of sitting on the books. What do they do? Because they're, they're literally they're they yeah. are approved ado adoptive parents. Mm -hmm. who's going to pick them up who's going to yeah you know from my point of view um i've never been in, let me think if i've been in that situation no you don't want to pick up other people's assessment because you just no, well, well that's the thing isn't it mm -hmm. yeah no one likes other people's finishing off other people's work um mm -hmm. and then the whole like you said about the whole thing about um adoption support so maybe it just def does it just default to the rea that you're living in i don't know well Thing because somebody should have to pick it up from you know statutory wise, I would imagine. I mean, yeah, St. Francis had a really good working relationship, and I can't remember who's Annie Sharkey, the CEO of 
Um, you remember we had Anna Sharkey on me many moons ago talking about adoption um, not focus. Focus. yeah so they had really good working relationship and some partnership yeah. work with them as well um so you know but i think they're in completely different geographical areas um because uh, adoption focuses yeah. in the midlands isn't it? and um obviously st francis was in milton Keynes. um and of course well adoption plus is in milton Keynes. so i don't know if you know maybe they've picked up some some stuff as well i don't know yeah. so but if I anybody think knows, if anybody wants to become a snout, then... Yeah, yeah. Fax me a memo. <laughs> leave <laughs> leave a message in a milk bottle at the end of the lane yeah. and I'll pick it up, yeah. Um, Just let us know what lane it is. Because, yeah, that would, that would help, yeah. <laughs> that um, would help, yeah. But I think it's, it's a really... I think next year we will see two, three more. And that's not to fear monger, but yeah. that's just the, the, the financial sort of cash flow model that they have is... It looks pretty difficult, doesn't yeah. it? Well, you know, you think back to after adoption when when um, after adoption went into um, what's it called administration. Um, yeah. You know, it was clear from looking at it afterwards that the number of placements that they had had, had gone down um, a lot, and placement income is really what these organizations depend on i mean most of them are charities mm -hmm. so they fundraise and stuff like that but you know unless they've got a really you know, lovely philanthropist who donates quite a lot of money to them then fundraising is you know it's it's not you know it's not a, a, a large amount every month as an income is it but um it's it must be yeah. hard if you're not having the income coming from placements um which you know that's that was the biggest it, that had the biggest impact on on after adoption yeah. from what i remember yeah, if you place a sibling group of two, you're talking like 70 grand, aren't you? Which is yeah. two people's wages. So, to, you know, yeah. So, so it, begs, it does beg the question about the regional adoption agency process and, and how that's worked for the longer term for voluntary agencies. Because if they're placing more children within the agencies, then they're obviously not looking outside. I'm not saying that's the whole reason. Yeah. But that's maybe one of the reasons, isn't it? But that sort of dovetails wonderfully into sort of what another thing that I was going to pick up, which was the CVA, which is the Consortium of Voluntary Adoption Agencies, um, commissioned yeah. a piece of research by the um, the Sonnet. I can't remember the name of the people. That's really embarrassing. Um, but anyway, they, they commissioned some, in, well, I, I say in inverted commas, independent research that said adoption's great. Uh, 4.2 billion savings have made, of it was made through improvements to children's health, education, and prospects after they were adopted. Uh, saves councils three point six billion, and the wider economy were, uh, and in the wider economy, saves three hundred forty-one and thirty-four million for the NHS. Um, uh, at least one point. This is really brutal, right? So at least one point three million pounds worth of value is created. For, I don't know what value means. Created for every child adopted, claims the research, which was based on. 3,359 children's outcomes. I don't know. I just feel like that's, that, that is not the argument we're having about adopt you pulling a face there. Um, is that why I'm pulling the face because it makes it just sound like it. Well, it, I'm pulling the face because it just lands into the hands of people that say this money making sector. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've, where an A has gone into administration because income wasn't um, secure enough, to saying adoption saves money. Um, 
and when we say it's saving money, but that's not very well. But there's families out there on their knees because they're not getting support. Yeah. There's no money to get you know to get the additional support. They're getting their stuff and that. So that's, it, I've not read it clearly because there's no pop-ups, but scratch and sniff report. Um, um, yeah, I think is it just a case that we're um, I don't know. It just felt like a miss. Just not reading the room. I don't know. It just feels yeah. like you. Excuse me. Just really not kind of like hang on. If the arguments are solely reduced to money, um, yeah, then we've lost the argument. I mean, money is important. Yeah, because it will go around. But actually, we've just lost the argument, haven't we? It's a bit bleak. Um, and I was surprised because I would have thought. I'd love to know what what they. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Bless you. Ah. Tissue. Um, yeah, I've had a mince pie tonight, and it's maybe gone down the wrong way. Oh, or it was grudged, so you've choked on it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I wonder. I also wonder what what made them commission this survey as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think it's been it's commissioned because I think that the CBA is representing all the voluntary adoption agencies going. Whoa, hang on! They're reading the, you know, the the writings on the wall, isn't it? And they're reading it, and they're going. Uh, yeah. In the the broader context of the SLGB, the Adoption Special Guardian Leadership Board shutting down. Actually, you could read it when you start to join all these things together. Yeah. You get quite a stark picture for adoption and the future of adoption. Um. Well, is it stark? But having been in the spotlight for so long, it feels like that we're now entering a period of where the spotlight's shining somewhere else, which is totally appropriate. Special guardianship, kinship, uh, fostering still not on that radar. So I think it's a really interesting time. Interesting time. Yeah. Maybe we should see if Sat will come, and, come on in the new year and have a... Because he would have been involved in that. Friend of the show. He always says Friend. it like it is. He does, yeah, but um, you know, I I've not seen very much. I've seen I haven't seen a lot of sat around um on social media, but that also segues beautifully, Scott. You're on fire tonight oh, in, yeah. into the announcement that I saw uh, Adoption UK announcing um pupil premium plus for overseas children adopted from overseas, mm. which um I'm sure you've got an opinion about. What's a hot take? I have Scott? an opinion on everything. <laughs> hot take. Well, I I mean I remember this it's always been an issue when I worked at Adoption UK for families and I know there's been a you know, well we've had quite a few guests on actually who've adopted from overseas. Um yeah. and it is a big problem for them because, you know, they've not been able to access support additional support, should I say, in school because it's just not been available to them. And I always I always used to wonder who made up this silly rule that actually you know, children who were adopted from overseas shouldn't get it. Why, why shouldn't they get it? You know, if they're if they're British citizens in, you know, British schools. Oh, I sound like some. Oh, I don't know. Some some ranty, you know, GB News presenter there. But um, let's not go there. Um, but yeah, Stop it just struck me. Hot takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know the difference between left wing and right wing, but um, yeah, it just it struck me as as just after if a child is living and and you know is domiciled in the UK, um, and they go to school here, then why shouldn't you know why shouldn't they be covered by that? I don't I don't I don't know who made up that rule. Well, is it not that someone's made a rule that they can't have it? Is it that the rule is you can you get access to premium uh, pupil premium plus if you're a previously looked after child? And if you're adopted from another um, country, you're not a previously looked after child. Is it one of those just bureaucratic nonsenses? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but to my mind, it's it's an it's a easy win, isn't it? Because we're not taught how well, many children are adopted. Yeah. Internationally a year in the UK. I have no idea. Hazard a guess. Hundred. Oh, I don't know. I don't even think it's that. In my head, I want to say forty. I reckon it's. I reckon it'll be. Because there's, there's, there'll be people doing it privately, but then there'll be people who'll be doing it through the IAC, a sat windows m- m- lot. Can I say that? Is that appropriate way to de- describe them as sat windows no, lot? You can't say that. Sat, sat windows gang. Where is this podcast going? I don't know. Sat, sat windows, like, I don't know. Um, team. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm sure it's it's small numbers. So 40 children a year over under 18. So if we're talking 1,000 children, it's nothing, is it? It's not by in the grand schemes of the, the political crisis we're having. Thousand children getting pupil premium plus is hardly um, a disaster. Are you googling how many children are adopted internationally? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just feel like we should know how many. Oh, why? Where's that when you need them? <laughs> well, uh, on that on that bombshell, I'm sure it's in the DFE statistics because I'm sure yeah. it is. Um, in their so. November release, is it November, October release? Anyway, cool. And um, so we've rattled through some topics. I've got some more, I've got lots more topics. One thing I would really like to reflect on is um, the Helen Hayes. Well, actually, shall we? Mm. That, so maybe talking about all this technical stuff, the closure of, closure of the adoption special guardian leadership board, and that mm. does all the kind of the policy stuff that's kind of yeah, yeah, that. That. any further yeah. thoughts because i've had i've been pondering this and also how does that impact on the adopter reference group which is continuing what are your thoughts on that because you're part of the adopter yes. reference group you swish you yes so are you yeah I'm i mean slide, uh, well so <clears throat> well that's very true um so, uh, you wouldn't have been on that if it wasn't for me um it's not true <laughs> i was on it how very dare you? Because I renewed your membership back in the day. Is it? And, you, and, you, and you've waited till now to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I never <laughs> I never had that power. Jeeper creepers, could you imagine? You'd all been gone. <laughs> it would have you. just been me. <laughs> I am the, the adopter reference group. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, it was adoption support user group, and we kind of, um, well, we were we were um, founding members of that group. Ed Timpson came along to say hello. We were all out Eden, on the um, DFE website and on social media. Um, oh yeah. You know. uh, but the, but back then, that was it was the DFE's group. It wasn't anything to do with the ASGLB or the ALB as it was called then. We were absolutely completely independent and, uh, and and engaged with directly with the DFE um, 
Yeah. And CVAA um, did all the secretariat for it, but it was, you know, it was completely different to how it looked now. And I, I'm hoping in some way, was, actually, we, we had an impact at that stage. I think we had sod all impact with the SGLB in the last couple of years. Um, it's actually just been a waste of time. Oh, that was a hot take, Scott. That was certainly a hot take. Um, why do you say that it was a waste of time? Because I don't feel that anything we said had anything done about it, personally. Um, I mean, you. so you used to go as a representative to the ASGLB. I mean, were we ever mentioned? You know, was ARG and, and all the other um, reference groups, were they ever mentioned? I mean, I, I guess it must have been mentioned, but, you know, was... I, I had this vision of it being, well, the ARG said this, and this reference group said that, oh. and this is what we think, and this is how no. it should be. No. So, Not even slightly. You know, and I, yeah. I, I, well, I did go to the Adoption Special Guardian Leadership Board. I went as like the ARG rep. So this all gets very technical. People probably lost the will to live uh, listening to this. Um, but the vision was that the, the, through, the, through Adopter Voice and other routes, people would come together and there would be a, a, like a view or topics raised by the adopter reference group that would then be fed into the adoption of special guardian leadership board. But the reality was it was a board with 28 people on, um, yeah. the representing adoption, special guardians, kinship. Yeah. Um, and yes, you know, so there was lots and lots of people there. So actually a lot of those groups didn't have another place to, to speak. And so you've kind of went actually, or oh, is it right for me? So adoption UK had a, a seat on the table. Um, and so you go, yeah. well, are we just doubling up? Are we just reproducing yeah. what other people are doing? So like you, I think that um, if I'm being totally frank, I think that the the status of the adopters, adoption leadership board, so with starting with Martin Neri in 2014, would that be? He um, was a... Probably. Yeah, about that time. He was clearly like the... He was the, the adoption czar, and he was going to... he raised the profile of adoption. Andrew Christie pushed it through. And if I'm being absolutely mm. honest, uh, Chris Kandaya got like a bigger head, not much more. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had our private conversations with him. We had our podcast with him. Um, yeah, an interesting guy. Um, but I don't think he was, I think he was sold a dud as well, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Possible task. Yeah. Um, I, I dodged that bullet. <laughs> I didn't. The bullet would never even fire at me. Yeah. It wasn't even fired at me. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, um, it was when he let you down gently and said, "No, we will not be accepting your application to be the chair of the." Yeah. <laughs> but McDonald's are taking on, um, uh, down the road from the edges. So, yeah, I yeah. think that um, I think that it's an opportunity to, like you said, reset that in relationship with the DFE because mm. now that the all the groups have been moved into the so this gets really technical and boring if people are listening. So the a lot of these subgroups have all been moved into the our regional adoption agency leadership kind of structure. Yeah, under Sarah Rawls kind of remit. An absolutely, you know, safe hands, safe set of hands. My worry is yeah. that that the next person do they pick it up? Sarah won't mm. do it forever. Um, so actually, yeah. and then if you're at the D, if you're at the Department for Education, and you want to find anything out, you've got to go to Sarah Jahal, who's got to then get a group. You've got to then come to her, and then spend, and I think that actually the adopt reference group might be beneficial to just so that the DFE can say, "Hey, we were thinking about this. What do you think?" 
Yeah. And as long as we don't speak out of turn or in uh, uh, to, across the regional adoption agencies, then I would imagine it'd be fine. Yeah. You look pained. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's not just... No, I was just going to say, it's not just ARG, so is it? It's a Special Guardians Reference Group, and there's there's a num number of other ones as well. <clears throat> it's not just us. Um, but um, I think that the by the time it gets to us, if they get it wrong, then they've really, you know... <laughs> they've kind of... Yeah, they've, they've really not done their work properly. And I can't see that happening because there's so many advisors for these agencies. A lot of the people that work there, you know, even in the DFE, a lot of people, um, or a number of people who work there are adopters as well. Um, you know, special guardians yeah. are probably, you know, quite um, common as well. So, you know, by the time it gets to us, but I I think that, you know, we, we always struggled to get away from, and this... I guess this is one thing we haven't really um, spent much time talking about over the last two and a bit years um, is always the education thing. Um, and I don't think it's something that will ever resolve itself as quickly because all the time that I've been involved in these groups, it's, I, education, ed, education has always been the main topic. Um, mm -hmm. But it also got to the point that I was actually fed up with talking about it because it was brick wall stuff, head on, head on brick wall stuff, trying to yeah. get them to change policy. Now, they, they've done a few bits. Of course they did. You know, they, they brought in a little bit of extra funding with the... Um, with the census um, for adopted children and schools and stuff like that. And, you know, that was... Virtual school stuff. Yeah, virtual school stuff, yes. Um, so, they've, so they've done a bit. Um, there's a lot more to do. But I guess for me, what I think the ARG needs to be is is us saying this is a priority, you know, not it being, not us being asked, is this a priority? It's up to us to say this is a priority. Um, and I guess trying to push through different, you know, different, changes and you know the whole point of engaging with more than just adopted voices to also get you know a different views so you know we use you use your networks i use mine we also use a podcast um as as a kind of you know a, a, mm -hmm. a, a sounding board or a voice as well um because we have a different maybe a different kind of type of adopter shall we say to that of adopted voice or adoption uk or whoever so i think that that is i think that is a very important thing I never realized how important making sure that you've got independence on those groups as well was. I didn't realize how important that was until, you know, I kind of stood, stood back from my previous role at Adoption yeah. UK and thought, actually, do you know, there's, there's, there's only so much that one organization can do in terms of, you know, collating. Um, and when I say collating, I'm talking about the reporting of that because, you know, similarly to anything, you know, you, you read it how you read it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's 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 what everybody thinks. You know, we might hear yeah. from 100 people that say it's completely different. And it might have been 50 people that have said what they've said through Adopted Voice. And that is deemed as the voice. Do you know what I mean? So it's really important that we have the level of independence that you know, we, we have. And um, long may it continue, to be honest. Well, that's, that's a really interesting. And yeah, I think that that's always been my view is that because Adoption UK has got, a, it's because it's a political organization, it is political. Is it political? Yeah, it is. I guess it is. It, it's always it's limited in what it considers. Yeah, and it, but it's yeah. because it's a big charity. It's self yeah. It's got to be considered in what it says, or it should be considered. 
because it's got yeah. so it's weighing up all the needs of all the different people and all of that kind of stuff. But you've got other groups like Potato Group. Um, mm. you've got the um the special guardians adopters together. Um, I laughed there because I couldn't remember what the letters were. Um, uh, so you've got different groups of people. You've got individual. You've got people like We Are Family in London. You've got yeah, you've, exactly. you've got yeah. um the laughs in Leicestershire. The um, <clears throat> is it Le- yeah. I can't remember what I don't know what laugh stands for. It's, it's someone text me, fax me a Leicestershire memo. adoption fostering something. I think. I can't remember, yeah. but yeah. So you've got all these little courts. You've got a lot tiny lots yeah. of little groups, and they're all really interesting. And I think, um, which sort of links into, I was thinking about this year in general, one of the things that's really stuck in my head was the conversation we had with John Radu. Um, and he said, he sort of in the middle of all the things he said, one of the things that really stuck with me was this idea that, because we were talk, reflecting on the kind of the tensions between all the different voices of care experienced people. And he said that the danger is that we think that other people should feel like we do, or that we know mm. how other people feel. Um, yeah. I'm maybe paraphrasing him there, but I think that is just as true in, in any walk of life. But in adoption, Ooh. I think that um, I look into other people's experience of adoption and I go, I can't believe you don't see it the same way as me. Or yeah. that, you don't, and I think that's the danger, isn't it? And that's where adopter, the adopter reference group has got to be a broad church. It's got to have, yeah, yeah. it's got to have reflect so- solo adopters. Um, uh, which I'm changing. I'm changing my language because I've decided I don't want to call them single adopters anymore. Because what they do with their nethers is no one's business. They're single <laughs> adopters, aren't they? Well, it, it, I think it's their actual their relationship status is relevant. They're adopting yeah, as a solo yeah. person. So whether they're single, yeah, is is kind of a reflection with single partnered. You know, all of that people yeah. single by choice. So solo adopters, um, solo carers. So I'm, see, see, I can learn CPD. Find myself up, um. And it just made, yeah, it just I just see that again and again. Now John Radu's highlighted that. I see that in all of the interactions between all of these different kind of people and their experience. And go, mm. yeah, we all just want to kind of, so you should think like I think. Anyway, um, we're rattling through. We've got lots of stuff. Um, Helen Hayes, because we didn't reflect on Helen Hayes. And um, that was a fun morning, wasn't it? Speaking to Helen Hayes, the shadow minister for children and early years. Did you think? Yeah. What were you, what were you I, expecting? I well, what I, was, what I was expecting a female version of Will Quince from the Labour Party. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> <laughs> um, and what I think we got was somebody who was very cautious to be like more yeah. cautious than Will Quince was. <laughs> um, more cautious. But actually, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had some. You know, little pokes about the Labour Party, about bleeding Labour Party, um, and all that sort of stuff. But actually, she took she took it in great fun, as in some of the jibs. But also, she had some really great responses to our yeah. questions. I thought. Now, you know, as we know, and she said it, she was honest. You know, she can't say that this is going to happen. That's going to happen if Labour win the next election, but. It says to me that you know they've they're gathering data, they're mm-hmm. working through their priorities, you know, and I'm actually seeing this more and more at the minute as well that people are people went through that stage when Labour were in power um, of wanting them out because they were you know doing damage and you know blah 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 blah, and then the Tories come in and everything was fabulous for a couple of years, and we're now gotten to that stage where everybody's forgotten yeah. that Labour were crap when they were in power. And when I say crap, I yeah. mean towards the end of their 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 term. Um, and um, 
I forgot where I was going with that, but 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 you know, basically, that's that's what I'm re- I'm here. I'm reading that more and more on on socials as well. Um, but you know, for them, they are doing job that they can do at the minute, and you know, gathering the priorities of of stuff. And you know, children were well looked after. That's what I was going to say. So children were well looked after um, in terms of the, the yeah. last Labour government, um, and adoption was as well. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to think that the whole of and special guardians and you know and fostering would be um, kind of more of a priority. Um, but at the end of the day, they're going to be taking on quite a big task to sort out yeah. um, quite a crisis. Let's be honest. But we only have to. You only have to look at the Rwanda ruling. Uh, was it yesterday or the other day? Yeah. Um, that you know. Yeah. <laughs> You've got MPs, Shocking. you've got conservative MPs coming out going, I'm really pleased to see that this ruling has been made. Um, they have totally lost touch. So, you know, if the Labour Party do get in, um, then they've got such a, 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 a horrendous job to take on. And I wonder how quickly we'll see anything move within children's, kind of the children's arena because they've got too, so much to sort out first. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything there really and um i think the only thing i would add to it is that um i thought that she had a good measure of the brief um mm. i'm always nervous i i always kind of think hey let's talk to this person then about sort of three weeks before i go why did you do that bloody idiot um because i, I always <laughs> kind of think what i don't want to do is i don't want to embarrass people because we can we can go because they're they're overviewing all of children and we can talk about the minutiae yeah. of our specific subject which yeah. is unfair on them um, but I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass them. But neither do I want to give them an easy ride. But I think she knew a brief. She was. She was quite cautious. But I think I, I totally yeah. get why. Yeah. Um, and she seemed genuine. Um, yeah. sort of acknowledging I mean, the challenges. Know, like I, 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 I wouldn't say she comes from a, a completely working class background, but she comes from as close as you can. You know, as close as we probably would have gotten back there. Um, well, no, not yeah. close, actually. No, we're near close. I'd say she's probably middle-class background. Um, but she just, yeah, I mean, you know, her, was there, yeah, yeah. her mum did her education Parents again when, when she did. So, you know, they've obviously had their own adversity and, you know. Yeah, yeah. normal. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it it's seemed that normal. way. Yeah. Yeah. And there was some good stuff she said around, you know, the, um, the, the inquiry into human rights in relation to adoption, apology, and all mm. that stuff. So, and and yeah. that was picked up well. I think people were encouraged by that. I mean, yeah. But I mean, Labour will be getting my vote. But you know where I live. You know, they could put a donkey in, and Labour will get voted in. Um, <laughs> and I've got some stories about that as well. Um, but you know that you know that's fine, and I think that that's absolutely fine. And um, well, as we've talked about a lot of very serious things. Here. Scott, I had my oh. Scott, I, I can't tell you oh, the what? giddy joy I skipped to my last nativity last night. Um, well, you say that <laughs> you say <laughs> your last nativity because I'm just thinking there. What? Because obviously we've got a, we've always got a little list, haven't we, of things that we might talk about. And I was thinking when I saw the nativity thing, I was thinking, but what about the grandchildren? I'm not going. <laughs> Just not going. That's terrible, Granddad, isn't it? 
Are you coming to my nativity? Nope, not going. Nope. Done done twenty twenty years of this rubbish, listening there, smiling, watching somebody go and dressed up as a jellyfish on stage and singing Little Donkey. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm, I'm is a that bad it? man. That is you exactly. are, aren't you? No, well, really they've got their <laughs> they've got their own parents and tickets are a premium. Oh, is that, okay. is that a but what if what stance? if one what the, what if one of them came up and said, "Kind of, I'm really, I, I, you're my favourite. I hate my parents. I love you more. <laughs> please, 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 granddad, please." Listen, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm I really, Look, twenty three years. My children have been at some form or other in this. Well, you know the whole thing about twenty three years. So I've been going to the same school for twenty three years. Yeah. Um and. I'm not going to dismiss my, my, and so most of my kids have not particularly ever done anything in nativity because they don't want to. That's fine. Um, apart from <laughs> one that was a wibbly wobbly jelly, infamously, um, like the nativity, you know, that key, that cornerstone of yeah. the nativity story, you know, jelly. Um, and yeah, we all know the yeah. song and we remembered it. We all had to learn it together. Um, and Shania was there last night and, uh, kids forgot the lines, the lights didn't work, teacher forgot to press the button, you know, there's a bit of rowdiness, there's a bit of, you know, a bit of questionable parenting of the baby Jesus. Um, <laughs> Your social worker hat went on then. Oh, I was like, it's oh, like, hang on. Is hang that on. a doll? Just say, is, it, is, it, is it plastic, that doll? Yeah, it is. All right. well, yeah, okay, yeah. we're all when, good, but I'll be keeping an eye on you in 10 years. Yeah, when they dropped it, it bounced like plastic anyway. Um, <laughs> so it was just, I mean, it was what it was, but I just thought, um, yeah, I, I, I just feel, I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be, I'm trying to keep on my persona that I'm like a hip kind of down with the kids guy, yeah. but I'm just a curmudgeon, the old kid. There you, you are. are. I am, yeah. So yeah. when you say like nativity, because I mean, I, I mean, I've done, I've done that bit of parenting as well. I only had <laughs> half the children you had, so it lasted a lot less time. Plus we're a lot older. <laughs> I mean, does that include Christmas concerts and things like that? I mean, are you, you know, um, well, aren't they one and the same? I mean, some well, of them have no. been... No, I mean, the primary school Christmas that my concert. kids went to, yeah, there's the, the primary school that my kids went to used to do the Christmas Christmas carols, you know, the day that they broke up. Yeah, so that would be the oh, Christmas yeah. concert thing. And you'd also have the Christmas play. Now, all of my kids have taken part in the Christmas plays, or as you've called them, nativities, but they weren't really nativities, so it could be, I don't know, um, Space I, I, I don't know what these things are. But yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or or a chimney sweep, oh, the second chimney sweep. Yeah, that that was what one of the bless him. They had to make him a part sweep from number two. Yeah, he was chimney sweep number two, um, and they even gave him a name and something. Um, but so there's always been that double thing, and then it was Christmas car. I'm, I'm not being funny. Christmas carols for me are just like the biggest waste of time, not because I don't enjoy them. Um. I'm grateful. I think that nobody f listens to this podcast because I'm making myself a drum. But um, the um, the primary school they went to was quite big on music, and they used to have oh. a school band. And oh. yeah, um, so yeah, some some years were better than others, should we say? Um, and yeah, but roll forward because last night. I went to my first ever Irish Christmas concert for school. Oh. Now, I mean, we've lived here f four years, nearly five years. Yeah, four yeah. years. Um, the first one 
he didn't take part in because he'd only just joined the school, so he wasn't really sure how it all worked. And then obviously COVID. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm uh, having met your son on several occasions. He is showbiz. <laughs> Yeah, he's jazz he hands. He is showbiz, jazz hands. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dance, he's, he, that boy. He does. He does his summer drama camp, which is a week long every summer, and he does loads of other things. Um, but this has, I mean, this has been. He didn't actually tell us it was on. We saw it on Facebook on the school's Facebook page on Friday. Like, um, it's not like. Ha, have we got tickets for that? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking as well. So anyway, maybe he just didn't want us there. In fact, I know he didn't. As long as you were giving them a lift, but it was it was my first one, and I have to say I I can't believe I've missed them because they are absolutely amazing over here. It was in the local theatre. The theatre gave up All the right. theatre for the evening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proper stage mics. The mics would have driven you potty because all we heard when they were singing was because they had them right up to their faces. But sorry, listeners, if that's gone through you like. I'm chalking the board, but um, yeah, um, the traditional Irish Christmas music was played. There was Irish dancing. What is traditional Irish Christmas music? Um, it... Trad music. So it's like um, violins, the fiddle, and the, fiddle the banjo, and... And, you know, and all that sort of stuff. It was absolutely, absolutely loved it. Can't wait till next year. Honestly, I just need to remember and take cash for the raffle tickets because it's some amazing prizes that I didn't Not get. Not contactless. I'm a tapper, yeah, I know. Well, or I'll give them, I'll give them the old PayPal machine that I've got upstairs. Um, <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm like you with some of it, and especially during the day when I should be working, I feel bad. Mm. Mm. But oh, honestly, let's just hope none of your. Well, you've only got one left, haven't you? Let's hope she doesn't get into the choir, and then you have to go to the Christmas concert. She's not wired like that. She's not interested. No, yeah. no. Bless her. She wanted to do the actually, which is uh, she did want to do the lights, and she really enjoys that. She's quite tech, she's quite that way inclined. Um, mm. but she gave it up for a boy who cried because he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, so I sort of I was proud, but also said that she shouldn't put up with boys crying. Yeah. Uh, which, that sounded terrible. Well, no, I mean, that's in the sense wrong. That's be wrong manipulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that, that's probably a better way to say it, yeah. That's because, yeah. Because boys shouldn't it. cry. Well, boys shouldn't cry. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? No, if boys are crying because you can't, because you've won the game yeah. and you're a girl, yeah. then I've had, I think I had five daughters. We've had a lot of upset boys because they've beaten them by my girls. Yeah. Very good at beating boys, not physically. Yeah. Well, and physically, yes. Yeah. Um, but also verbally and, you know. Oh, especially um, the footballing one, which is yeah. a terrible way to refer to a child. The amount of times little boys would get really upset because she would <laughs> score goals, three goals past them, and then they couldn't get a score a goal against her. And then they would then uh, throw themselves to the floor or assault her, and she would um, yeah. then subdue them with vigour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know that I know that all of your children, and yes, she scares grown men, does football one. So, you know, yeah. love her to bits, but yeah. Driving test this week, bless her. So we're really excited oh, about that. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, towards she's... independence. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be um, roaming the streets. That's exciting. <laughs> bless her heart. Really excited. Um, I, anyway. Um, anyway, um, anything else <laughs> going on in, in Cass and Rennie Towers? You've been away. Um... You went away, you slinky dog. Yeah. 
Yes, had a little sneaky trip. Ooh, little sneaky trip. Yes, stinky dog. <laughs> I know. Well, was I it just warm? got. Yeah, well, it was warmer than it was here. I can assure you. I actually got to the point where I thought, if I don't do something about this, I'm actually going to be ill. You're going to slip into a hypothermic coma. Yeah, or <laughs> I, I got a chest infection or something. And to be honest, oh. it's the last thing I could need. Yeah, not at your like, age. No, and not in my condition either. Oof, all that coughing and heaving oh, and that doesn't do my head basket. any good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I took it upon myself to um to book a flight to Spain. <laughs> I should do. We're gonna have to talk about your greenhouse emissions, aren't we? <laughs> Please don't. No, we've we we, we, we mustn't. That's, that's a dark podcast. I rode a boat. All right. I I went I blew up a thingy and I rode to Spain. Um Excellent. Yeah, and so I went and visited, visited the in-laws for a, a few days who were on holiday there. Mm. And um, their little faces, bless them, because they were coming to the end of quite a long two weeks. The weather hadn't been great for them. Um, so they hadn't been uh, and about doing as much as they would have liked. So I turned up, all jazz hands. them and, over the edge. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. They were on the balcony, and I just, you know, give them a shove. Um, <laughs> hopefully the, the will will be read next week. Um, no, they were just um, delighted to have a little bit of company and... Um, Oh. Yeah, it was it was good fun. So hospitality, uh, Scott. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, cool. Well, that has been a, a fantastic run through. This is Christmas Eve. People might be listening to it now. They'll be they'll be peeling their potatoes and roasting their Brussels sprouts or whatever people do, or hiding in their hiding yeah, in the cupboard away say. from the rest of their family, which is probably more likely. Which is where I will be, <laughs> or more likely um, screaming at their child to go to bed and go to sleep. Yeah, I, I've got to look forward over Christmas. I am going to write a parenting course for a local mm. authority. Joyous. And that is you what happens. That's your rock and roll life. Well, really do. yeah, it's mildly terrifying, the thought of writing a parenting course, um, but um, also a great opportunity. And that's what gets. That's what happens when you become friends with Wendy Tholey. Yeah, well, you know. You know what to do, though, because I've heard, yeah. in all my years of parenting, just get a copy of the Webster Stratton online, right? And then do command... F, yeah, and type in Webster Stratton, right? Find all the Webster Stratton and replace it with our codes. Job's done. Command F, I'm going to do that now. Oh, nothing. If you do done. Command F in a PDF, that'll find it. Oh. Well, I, that's that's my Christmas afternoon. I, I just think, for me, yeah, isn't it? well, I mean, you know, because you know me, I, I like to I like to find easier ways of doing things. Yeah. Um, you know, yours won't be any different to Webster Stratton. As well. <laughs> and uh, have you asked? And on another, it's true. Uh, are you? Um, have you asked for anything nice from Santa Claus? Are you getting anything nice? Um, I don't know. To be honest, I never ask for anything because it's very normal. I never get what I ask for anyway. So there's just no what? point. Um, uh, Tris was away. He's brought back some stuff that I'm not allowed to look at. So I'm hopeful that you know my near death experience might have spurred him on to buy some nice things for me this year just to say that i appreciate you're still here my darling um yes. you know i think the chances are fairly thin like but yeah i wouldn't know. hold your breath uh, no. what i've what i've realized is that actually what makes me really happy is some really modest things so i've i've got this um whatsapp group that i developed and put all my children into it and said these are this is a list of things i want <laughs> so it's um it's socks from screwfix obviously vosine shampoo and um, commando socks and uh, Beck's blue beer, which is an alcoholic beer. Um, yeah. And uh, I just, 
I changed the name at Christmas to Christmas and then at birthday to birthday. And all right. But I guess what you have to make sure is that they're all speaking separately so you don't just get like screw fix socks from all of the children. That would be fine. Not really? Because that, that, that genuinely makes me happy because then it's uh, yeah. what I can't bear is those is those knickknacks that kids buy you that say like best dad in the world bottle opener. Yeah, uh, because like two days later, you're certainly not the best dad in the world. <laughs> yeah, the, like the, telling you yeah, to beating and... you to death with it. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Um, that's not true. I shouldn't say that because my eleven-year-old is wonderful. She just loves me a bit. And anyway, that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to go and see her and um, um, yeah. have some fun with them. She got into Lego, so that's that's what oh. I'm doing. Yeah, like a normal yeah. child. It's quite yeah. it's wonderful. Bless her. Bit of a worry. Yeah. Yeah. Won't, yeah. Well, well, Mr. Coates, well, have a lovely Christmas. And you, yeah, nonny, and, nonny. Um, yeah. But we're, and... we're sailing. You'd be with sailing this afternoon. <laughs> On Christmas afternoon, sailing, whistling, whistling. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and um, we'll be back next week with another episode. Yeah, I'm going to release with- a few. I'm I'm going to release like the top three episodes, re-release them, and then we'll on the day of our we'll release the best episode of 27. Not the best episode, the most listened to. There's a difference. Yeah, um, there is a difference. Yeah. And when you get to that one, you'll know why. Um, uh, well, you know why, because I think you know what it is. Um, anyway, on that note, um, as always, Bon Jovi, Christmas anchovies, (laughs) excellent. Uh, where's that button?